Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Spirit Guide Society, we're interviewing Sid Wilder. Thank you. And Sid is a podcaster and a comedian, actress, model here in Los Angeles. But uh, your podcast you is kind of like about mental wellness yeah. and and empowerment and Mm -hmm. you like have a highlights it's really well thought out because you kind of highlight your conversations and we we couldn't do that with the spirit guys society podcast it would just be jackass statement followed by another jackass do people get like wasted and say jackass stuff i do but Ah. most most people don't Um, what a fun job though right right? like come on this is like you're living the dream right here it is it's very we are very very fortunate here um but i want to know more about you like what's it like to be you know uh, i'm an actor and a musician myself so like trying to get yourself out there as an artist be an actress but also you do like your own stuff like you make you write your own sketch comedy and shoot it and produce it and put it out there and do film festivals and i do i do all of it it's exhausting it's absolutely (laughs) exhausting i don't know everyone's like well what do you want to do i'm like well it all depends on the damn day and what my deadline is because there's so many different projects in the works but you balance it out you figure out what you're passionate about and you look and see like what's worth it to you and what's not and you make the best of it. But I don't get a lot of time to drink, which I wish no. I did. Oh, yeah. will, I did we'll, when I was 14. We'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> that was, no, that was the last time I had whiskey. That's what when I told Andrew, your producer. Yeah, I was like, gosh, I quit whiskey when I was 14. And it was like, you know, Jim Bean and Jack Daniels. And then I had a, a Long Island iced tea and I threw up in a tub. Yeah. And that was not fun to clean up and a horrible hangover. And oh, yeah. so I just never repeated that behavior. And whiskey, you know, like when you have something... And then you don't want to have it again. That was like whiskey for me. But I was like, you know what? I love you. We're going to, I love the show. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try whiskey and learn about it the right way. That's right. Like the proper adult way. That's right. Not the Georgia backwoods. I'm going to have Jim Bean and Jack Daniels. (laughs) I'm cool. Like get her done sort of way. That's what, unfortunately for a lot of people, their first experience with spirits is bad because they're young and their hormones are raging and they tend to speed and drink binge drink and then they have a horrible experience and then that horrible experience is like indelibly marked into their minds yeah. you know I've, you know we do the mezcal collective las perlas and some people they just have the horror stories around tequila is well that gives me amazing. a uti so like i can't really do it and he taught how me does what tequila mezcal- give you a uti because it's the sugar the sugar in it because it's like the most sugar you could have which is why they say it's an upper right oh, isn't that okay. what they call it he told me what it was technically called mezcal i was like what the mezcal. hell are you, what is what i'm not even saying it right what is it called well real mezcal they usually don't add any sugar mm. but some tequilas they definitely do some. what about casamigos casamigos i don't know if they're adding sugar how do you not know that <laughs> no i'm serious like how do There's you not a lot, know okay well one of the reasons that the spirit guide society podcast exists is because we're trying to shine a light on areas that sometimes are kind of uh, obscured by marketing. They don't always want to tell you the real story of how their spirits are made. You know, it's not romantic necessarily. So they kind of shroud the truth at times. Sounds like online dating. (laughs) (laughs) And I just looked it up. Casamigos does add sugar. Yes. So, ladies, if you're prone to UTIs, don't have Casamigos. I'm sorry, George Clooney. Well, what about uh, 
Well, I think he sold it, so he's not worried about it. He we never liked you anyway. Ching. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what about like uh, juice? Can you have like fruit juices? I don't really like juice. That's not like because I know the carbs and the cardio that have to go along with drinking that it's just not worth it to me. I like wine. Okay. I'm a big wine snob. Okay. Like right now I'm really into Justin wine. Oh, I love it. Okay. Justin isosceles. It's so good. Okay. It doesn't give me a hangover, but it does stain my teeth. Well, all wine will stain your teeth for sure. I know. The lovely Bluetooth glow there. Mm-hmm. So whiskey, what do we got here? We've got... I wanted to kind of walk you into the world of whiskeys. Here at the Bar Jackalope, we do flights for people all the time because this is our sipping library where you can educate yourself on all things whiskey related. So I wanted to kind of give you some compelling marks, but nothing crazy expensive stuff that is accessible. Wait a minute. You just said some fancy word. I thought I was doing fancy bitch shit here. What's happening? What is this? Fancy. Oh, wait, are we allowed to curse? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, it's <laughs> wait. Is this the che- like? Is this like Jim Bean? No. I was pitched fancy bitch shit. This is Andrew fancy. specifically said that look, in the look email. Look at your surrounding. You, you've got <laughs> it's me. It's beautiful. I'm I know. Like, yes, you know, and you're beautiful. Thank you. No. Okay. Wait. The wallpaper is lovely. Look at our farm raised jackalopes up there on the wall. Oh my gosh! Not only that, but when I walked in, I was so impressed. It's like honestly so beautiful between the ceiling and all the lights and mm. the, the decor and the style. It's a great vibe. We've got the Christmas lights up. Right now, but even without the Christmas lights, the the bar was modeled after uh, the some of the pubs in Ireland. Our chief proprietor said Moses he visited the Stag's Head in Old Town Dublin, Ooh. and that's kind of what we tried to emulate with the the design. Ricky Klein was our designer here, but yeah, we pay a lot of attention to details here. I see of- it; it's beautiful. I've been to Ireland, so I, I feel that vibe one hundred percent. It's beautiful, everything. So what are we doing? What are we drinking? Is this, uh, what is the price point on all is, of this? <laughs> let's see. How much would the uh, compass box hedonism just, just be? Andrew's going to gonna uh, just lie to you? Just lie to me. And I'm going to say this is, no, it's, this it, is it's not, not only cheap. It's not only not a cheap bottle. It's a very hard bottle to find. There you go. Thank you. Thank well, you, Andrew. The Barjack Club, we've got a highly curated whiskey wall. So... We try to provide affordable marks of every category of whiskey from around the world. The idea is that we're whiskey for the people. We're trying to show you how to find the best whiskey that you've ever tasted at a price point that you can afford. I like that, actually. Okay, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. And this girl. So wait, what's the point of Scotch whiskey? What is that? Okay, so this is a blended Scotch. This is a company called Compass Box, one of the newcomers um, to the blended Scotch world. They're actually based in London. But their uh, master distiller, the founder, uh, John Glasser, he Glaser, he um, buys scotch from different distilleries in Scotland and then makes his own blend, similar to like Chivas Regal or Johnny Walker. Those are blended scotches. Oh. So the most biggest, most popular category of whiskey is blended scotch. It outsells oh. all other kinds of whiskey combined. I know? didn't know. I've had Cuddy Stark. Cuddy like Stark, 13. there you go. <laughs> right? It's good. It's good. It was, but that's straight scotch, right? Or is that that's, that's a blended scotch. It's a blend. Okay, cool. So I'm familiar with it. There, see, you're, you're nailing it. You're, <laughs> you're very intelligent. You already knew it. But I knew, uh, the vanilla, what is that? So he puts vanilla in it too? No, those are like tasting notes that he's giving. So what this is, uh, this is called Compass Box Hedonism. 
This is a blended scotch, but it's called hedonism because it's actually composed of grain whiskeys, which is, you can think of grain whiskeys as being kind of like vodka, which are kind of the body of most blended scotches. You've got the alcohol and then you flavor your blend with robust different single malts. But the grain is kind of the backbone of the whole blend. But this one is unique because there's no single malt scotch in here. It's all grain whiskeys, aged grain whiskeys. So mm. it's very, very beautiful, but very light, easy sipper. I think that you'll, you'll get into it. We'll, we'll taste it a little bit. But I want to walk you through all three marks and have you compare them mm-hmm. and kind of we'll, we'll talk about how they're made and how the different kind of processes that it. bring them to your glass. But um, we'll also just kind of see what your wait, palate wait, is into. Wait, so is this a traditional whiskey sipper glass? It's called a Glencairn. Oh my gosh, these why do you guys have all these Cairns, fancy words? Okay, I took one day of bartending school and I was like, you know what, I can't do this. I'd rather do like therapy or be a wife. A good bartender is a therapist, <laughs> as is a good wife, I would imagine. Oh, well, I got divorced, wow. so I oh, wow. <laughs> clearly I didn't want that job. <laughs> Wow. Congratulate me. Don't ever say Congratulations. Sorry. Yeah. You're Every free. divorced person wants to hear congratulations. That's right. Freedom. Seriously. Freedom, yeah. right? It's like looking at the glass half full. And I love saying that while you're pouring the glass. That's right. So you're going to fix me and, and yourself a glass and the Glencairn. These are stemmed Glencairns. Three so, different whiskeys. And the tulip shape is designed to funnel those alcohol vapors right up to your nose so you can really get deep with the exploration of the flavor profiles. I just smelled one of them and it smelled exactly like my childhood. <laughs> really? <laughs> A family of alcoholics. Okay, no, 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 it was just me. <laughs> oh, you? You must have been into mischief. I was a trouble. I was the wild child growing up. And you grew up in Georgia. In Georgia. But I moved out to L.A. when I was 16, but I did rehab before I moved out to L.A. You did rehab when you were a teenager? Yeah. Well, it was like more like um, uh, like where they put the bad kids. Uh, <laughs> like a reform school? Kind of, but it wasn't a school. I was only there for like a couple of weeks. So. Uh, juvenile hall. That. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, as long as it didn't go onto your permanent record, you're, you're fine. No. Right? And if it did, you know, whatever. It's, it's colorful. No one's, no one's harassing you about it now. It's, no. It seems to be, but now I'm an adult fine. and I'm responsible and I'm ready to have some whiskey. What right. are we doing? So this is hedonism. Blended scotch from Compass Box. You have to tell me how I'm supposed to. Is this like so wine? Because I've tested it's wine. It's different. It's very different from drinking wine. Because, so you smell it? Yeah. So you stick your nose in the glass. I like to breathe in gently through my mouth. And what that does is it pulls the alcohol vapor across the back of your palate. Okay. If you, you know, when you're smelling wine, it's okay to smell it with your mouth shut. But these are distillates. So the proof's a lot higher than wine or beer. So you want to slow that all down. If you stick your nose in the glass and you're just like, I just smell alcohol, well, you're not wrong, but yeah. you're just going too fast. So just. That sounds like me. Okay. Yeah. Stick your nose in that glass. Breathe in gently through your mouth. That'll pull in a little bit of air through your nose. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, that is. No, 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 it does. I'm just making sure I don't like sound with this thing. Yeah, it's better. It's actually more palatable when you do it with your nose. It cools it. It cools it. So you can think about what food words you're reminded of. So when we're getting in here, we want to think about I like to encourage people to use food words, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a food word. It could be a color that you're reminded of, or it could be a place. You said, it reminds me of my childhood, but where in your childhood? Is it it your your uncle's closet, or is it like the bathroom, (laughs) or where in your childhood did that smell come from? 
Um, ha- probably like parties. Like you know, I was always going to the high school parties when I was in middle school, and uh-huh. was, like, sneaking out. So probably like that house parties. It yeah. Was- so it smells like a, a house party in Georgia. And binge drinking. Yeah. <laughs> smells like binge drinking. Listen, I came here to learn all about whiskey and to sound fancy. Okay. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Okay, so, okay, wait. So when do we drink it? Well, this is we'll, we'll do that next. But first, I want you to think about what do you think you're smelling. Try to identify. If you oh. smell something sweet, think about the variances of what sweetness can mean. Is it powdered sugar? Is it white sugar? Is it brown sugar? Is it maple syrup? Is it honey? Is it molasses? You know, there's a whole spectrum of what sweetness can this be. It's kind of more of like a cinnamon. Cinnamon? Okay, yeah. yeah. Think about spices. Think about if you smell something fruity, try to identify what kind of fruit it is. Is it a green apple or is it a pear or is, is it a citrus fruit or is it a stone fruit like a cherry or a peach? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, this definitely smells like the last guy that I left on a date. <laughs> really? Wow. There's more to this story. He was drunk. It smells like yes. He was drunk. Oh my gosh. Oh no. He was wasted, and he loved Sometimes whiskey. Sometimes people get, you know, was it a first date? Yeah. It so was people get, or yeah, yeah, people get nervous and yeah. they drink too quickly. It's okay. I left him at a strip club, so don't worry. You left him at a strip club. I want to leave him alone. Fair enough. Well, I'm they, a good woman. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very generous of you to drop him off at the strip club. Yeah. Well, he flew out from Texas, so I was like, "That's the least I could do." Where did you take him? Um, Plan B in Plan Santa B. Monica. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's not a real. It's like you know, more of a bikini bar. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I would love to. You should do a tasting test there. You would love it. Uh, okay. The <laughs> Put strip that on clubs. The list. Yeah. Strip clubs I don't, usually are not known for their whiskey selections. Oh, but. I'm. I'm also gonna worry about your current relationship oh oh then maybe don't do that oh it's okay i think she'd be amenable to as long as you know i'm not like as long as i'm elegant she's cool like you know how can you not you are the like definition of elegance it it takes a lot of work yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) so now what do you smell Um, what food words come to mind as you stick your nose in that glass and breathe gently in through your mouth maybe a little bit of gingerbread gingerbread i like that And you said cinnamon yeah. I'm getting some citrus and vanilla in here. I get a little lemon and vanilla. It would be so funny if the entire show, you and I smelled things completely different. That's That can happen. Yeah. It can totally happen. It would. That's okay because everyone's palate's different. You know, it all goes in to your own personal experience. Like all the things that you can identify through taste and smell have to go through your memory. Like the rest of your your senses are hardwired, like your ability to see. You don't have to think about seeing. You're just always seeing. Sometimes you have to squint to better focus on something. Right. When you hear, you're just hearing. Sometimes you have to like focus your hearing and to really listen in, but you don't have to think about hearing. Um, your, your ability to touch and feel, those are all hardwired in their own centers in your brain. But when it comes to smell and taste, those have to go through your hippocampus, which is where your memories are stored. Yeah. So from the very first day you were born, you start to memorize textures with your tongue the first time your mother is breastfeeding you, it's a biological imperative that you know how to get that food, right? So your baby brain is just all like, memorize this. And that's the texture of your mother's breast and the smell of her skin. And that's where you start to build the encyclopedia of scents that will round out your entire life experiences. And so everyone's memories are different. You know, If, if I grew up in a country where I was eating a lot of... Uh, like smoked fish and and um, like 
seaweed or something. Yeah. And then I come up to you and I'm like, oh, are you getting blackberry pie on this whiskey? But you've never had blackberry pie before. Then our senses of flavor are going to be very, very different, you know, because it all relates back to your personal experience. No one can taste like you can. That's true and vice versa. <laughs> I, I think that this whole show is going to be hysterical. I just have to say that right I now. I hope okay, so. So you don't swallow this too when you, you can, actually try you it? You can. I gave you a little spit cup there. That's what I thought this was. Um, That's why but I asked. it's optional. Okay. You can do as you like. What I like to do is we do what the what they call the Kentucky chew. So okay. sip a little bit into your mouth and tap it over your entire tongue. You want to let all of your taste buds get a piece of the action. There. Okay. So go ahead and try that. Tap it over your tongue. Oh, wait. And then I, I like to spit it. And then I like to do it again. Hmm. But leave a little bit because I want to be able to go up and down the ladder here and compare them all side by side. Hmm. So it's what like do you think? It's like a candy. Sweet like candy? Yeah, it's like a sweet candy. Yeah. I can definitely tell that there's vanilla added to it. You think there's vanilla added? Yeah, right? Okay. Well, it's actually what happens in the barrel is the alcohol is extracting flavors from the caramelized sugars of the white oak tree. Mm. Most barrels are made out of American white oak. There's also European barrels. But for the most part, here in America, we make bourbon. And so... The rules of bourbon are that you have to use a charred oak barrel that's being used for the first time, which means that all those barrels after their first use then get sold to everyone else around the world so they can store their spirits in them. So all the rums you've had and all the different kinds of whiskeys, all that stuff usually is stored in used bourbon casks. You know? Oh, cool. But the American white oak is rich in vanillins. So as that whiskey is aging inside that barrel, it's extracting those vanilla flavors. So it's not as if the whiskey maker is adding vanilla right. to the whiskey. Those are what naturally occurs by spending time in the barrel. Does I that love make it. sense? Yes, it does. It does. How old is this whiskey? There's no age statement on this, but I'd reckon that it's probably at least like nine to 10 years at the youngest because it's got a very nice mouthfeel, which is what happens. Another thing in that maturation process is that the whiskey kind of melds to itself. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the chains of tannins link up and they give you the actual structure of what we consider linger or okay. smoothness. Okay. That's a molecular state, you know, like right. when when something first comes off the still, it's all been broken apart. You've you've boiled the alcohol off of this beer. And when you first taste it right off the still, first of all, it looks like moonshine. It's white. But yeah. the texture is kind of spiky on your tongues because you've just broken it all apart. So over time, light compounds like to bond and they will slowly connect back together again. And then it tastes smooth because yeah. it's a... It's bonded to itself, you know? Absolutely. This actually was pretty um, spicy on my tongue when I had it. I was like, whoa. And my taste buds If she popped. wanted to get a bottle of that for her home bar, how much does that run at the local liquor store, Andrew? It's going to be between 100 and 115 See, that's fancy. It's fancy. That's super fancy. I like it. We're starting you off with super fancy, <laughs> and then I'm taking you down. It's okay. It wouldn't be my first time. Oh, my. All right. So what are we doing now? Do so, we need water no, in between? No, keep it right there because okay. we're going to go up and down the ladder here. So the okay. second whiskey I want to taste you on is a single malt scotch. So we first tried blended scotches, which are blend usually of single malts. But when we say single malt scotch, that means the only ingredient in this bottle is malted barley from one distillery. So grass. Okay, so you said you're a big wine fan. Do you also that. drink like cognac or brandy? I don't. 
See, if you love wine, it might be natural to also like brandy because that's basically you take wine and boil the alcohol off of it and that's how you get brandy. You oh. take beer and you boil the alcohol off it and you get whiskey. Oh, Does that make sense? That's why guys probably love whiskey so much. There's many reasons to love whiskey. It's the most <laughs> complex spirit in the world. It offers you so much to wonder about. And, you know, the whole idea is it can be healing. It can get you to slow down and realize the preciousness of your life. It can pull you into a moment. It can make you feel like you have a sense of place and a sense of history, you know. And sometimes yeah. we lose our way and, you know, we become stressed out or <laughs> we have some, you know, other traumas yeah and we need time to unwind that and hopefully whiskey when done in the right amount yeah I was about to say, as long of, as you don't do the whole bottle right <laughs> you just want to kind of unwind those traumas and, and reassure yourself that life is good yes absolutely i'm here for so, it <laughs> so this is our single malt scotch so this is from the space side region which is it technically inside of the highlands this is a glendronic 12 year so i want Can you to I stick your it? nose in that glass yeah check it out that's why we put them up here we want people to be able to touch them and feel them and really have a deeper sense of what these whiskeys are all about they're not museum pieces they're very much a living spirit it's straight from scotland i love it yes yeah, single malt scotch from the glendronic distillery and what this distillery is really known for is their rich sherry character so they're starting their whiskey off in a used bourbon cask as most whiskeys start and then finished in a sherry cask and so what the sherry cask will bring it's a fortified wine so it'll bring you like maybe raisin notes or red fruit character or a nuttiness some people get a certain kind of nuttiness from uh, aging in, in a sherry barrel so what do you get as you stick your nose in that glass and breathe in gently through your mouth what do you smell when you told me what to like smell for instinctively that's what i thought of so the i the power of suggestion is very real it is it is so that's like where my brain went so i don't smell anything else other than like a raisin or a nut but once i smelled it for the first time i was like this is much sweeter than this it's lighter too that it grain is. distillate it doesn't retain as much of the character of the the grass whereas single malt scotch you really get that barley coming through really yes. at the core just that beautiful grass you yeah know? barley sounds like a really good uh term for this or word for this so you can smell the grassiness yeah 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 there's also there's sometimes there's some earthiness i smell like a, a nice cocoa in here like a Baker's chocolate. Oh my gosh, you sounded like uh, the guy from, um, gosh, Will Ferrell as Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman? I, I, I could do worse than you sound like Will Ferrell. That, that's probably her biggest reference to scotch. Because for a lot scotchy, of people... Scotchy, scotchy, Exactly. It's like, that. no, it just made me, like, you know, like, I love maho the mahogany line that he has. That, like, sorry, that my, that's where my brain went. No, okay. we were into scotchy, scotchy, scotchy. Yeah, absolutely. We should, we should get Will Ferrell to come and drink some whiskey with this. Maybe he doesn't drink. I don't know. Some Sometimes these folks, you know, they're very straight edge or you got to take care of yourself in this. Like, you, you do. You, like, you're very health conscious. You like work out. And yeah. As an actor, you got to, you know, try to. Your body is your business. You your know? body is your business. Yeah. So it's hard. It sucks. Like when you have a night off where you can drink or enjoy yourself, you always feel guilty. And that's always when you get the call for the audition or book the role, right. you know, that you have to be. In a scene where it requires you to look good, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Guys, you guys have it so easy. 
men? Guys, I feel, yeah. yeah. Especially now that dad bod is a thing. That's never going to be a thing for girls. Dad bod? What is dad bod? Like a beer belly? It, it, it's the average body build of the 40 to 50 year old man that you see. Yeah. I'm fighting the dad bod like um. Like, Why? Everyone loves the dad bod. Really? Yeah. Really? He, he he's all so about familiar. wellness. I mean, yeah. he, he he's, he's. Are you? Well, my title is Spirit Guide here at Pouring with Heart, which is the, the parent company of Seven Grand. Right. And uh, so that title is a little bit tongue in cheek because I educate people about spirits, but I also also teach yoga. Oh, nice. So I, I've been teaching um, pay what you can yoga for 14 years in Los Angeles. I teach right over here at a place called Yogala nice. in Echo Park. Good. So Wednesdays and Fridays, I teach power yoga. Oh, fun. And if you're broke, it's very much discounted. You Aww, know, you can, anyone sweet. can come and do it. And I've been doing it for a long time. But um, so that's the joke is that I can heal you from the yoga with the whiskey or you can heal you from the whiskey with yoga, whatever you need today. <laughs> I love it. That's a great job in life. Look at you. Right. You've got to balance it out. Spirit. So for the bar company, I also lead our wellness program. So I try to provide activities for our bartenders to be able to get out of the bars and do things that are healthy and fun, you know, like... Is we do a, a lot of financial information too. We do like workshops where it's like taxes 101 for bartenders. And then we do like, um, we have a biking club where once a month, uh, they go on a big bike ride and anyone can come and join. And, you know, we just try to provide alternatives for folks outside of the bar industry. You know, like we, there's a tendency to kind of like if you're working in a busy bar and you've got a great camaraderie with your, co-bartenders that you can get really deep in that world and there's yeah. a lot of drugs and oh yeah you know i mean in the bartending world there's a lot of free drugs you get offered drugs all the time everywhere so as you get older it becomes more imperative to be careful in your choices if you want yes. to have a sustained career in this business you have to take care of yourself you really and do. there's a lot of temptations at all times and i do Three tastings a week usually. Oh, um, cool. Mo Monday is our whiskey society here at Seven Grand. Tuesday is the rum society over at Kanye. And then Wednesday is the Mezcal Collective at Las Perlas. So that's a lot. I do like 150 events a year in front of live audiences where I'm sipping and asking people questions about what they're experiencing, the same as I'm doing with you. Yeah. But that's a lot of drinking. And that is so a lot of drinking. I can't imagine being around alcohol that much. That's a lot of self-control too. Or a lot of uh, sweating out booze while doing power <laughs> yoga. That's <laughs> honestly the truth. So what do you think of this Glendronic 12? Stick your nose in there. What, what food words come to mind? Or like I said, it could be a color or it could be like the smell of your mom's coat. I don't, you know, it could I be, don't know if it's a cherry or something, but on that one I got cherry. Yeah, I get that. A really dark cherry, almost like a, a cherry cough syrup kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah, you know? which I almost rich. had before. <laughs> You almost she was she was about to do a Vicks ultra powered cough drop before coming in here. That's Luckily. why she has water. Yeah, that's why you have water to exactly. cleanse the palate. So tap some over your tongue. How does that experience change? So the nose will lead you down the road, but then sometimes your tongue will tell you something else completely different. Wait, okay. No one can see this. It's this far away, and on your audio, you won't be able to see this, but. When a girl licks a glass before she sips from it, it saves her lip gloss. So that's just like a that's, little hack or tip for any female listeners out there. Well, just to guys say. can wear lip gloss too. Yeah, they can. Um, so you lick it and then put your lips on the glass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you didn't lick mm -hmm. that. This one you didn't lick, mm -hmm. but over there you did. Okay, I mm -hmm. get it. 
Is it flavored lip balm that you're wearing, lip gloss? Mm-mm. No? No flavor? Because it could be the cherry of the, the lip gloss that you're getting on your <laughs> nose there. <laughs> are you saying that you don't smell any cherry now? Are you, are you going to go back on that? No? You're not going to go back on that? Mm-mm. Yeah, that one I just I get seems- cherries. I get caramel and milk chocolate. I think this is a delicious single malt scotch. The cherry character... I get like a nuttiness too, like roasted almonds, maybe cashew. It's very masculine. You think so? It's very masculine. Really? Considering the first one that I had, yeah. Really? I chose it because I thought it would be, you know, like a little more feminine with the rounded fruit characters, the red fruit. I thought it was like kind of uh, voluptuous. Oh, I like that you thought about that. Gosh, now I feel bad. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I know. Don't worry about my feelings. My my feelings are completely sodden. Oh, um, Well, it's definitely stronger. Stronger, you know, it's okay. Stronger, maybe okay. that's a better one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. stronger than so the first one. So is it hotter one. on your palate? On your palate? It definitely feels like it is. It feels more spicy than mm-hmm. the first one. The first mm-hmm. one was more sweet and more barrel character. Yeah. And now I want you to try bourbon. So this is a seven grand single barrel of Russell's Reserve bourbon. So the rest of these, usually when you're batching whiskey for bottling, maybe you're taking 20 barrels or 50 barrels. But when you buy a single barrel, that means the contents of one barrel only are then bottled just for you. And this here at Seven Grand, we buy more single barrels of bourbon than any other bar on the West Coast. So that means we sent our folks like our Bartenders and barbacks will take a trip out to Kentucky. They'll go out to the rack house. They'll sample a bunch of single barrels and they'll pull the trigger on buying one barrel that'll then just be bottled for us here at this bar. So the only place in the world you can have that whiskey is where you are right now. I love that. Question. Not available in any liquor store or any other bar anywhere. So it's extra fancy and exclusive. It's extra fancy and exclusive, which is important to some people. I mean, yeah, well, it's LA. Come on. You know, you have I, to like Okay. Grow. See, I'm, I'm here to try to provide a little soul. You know, you said, what did you say? You said that your body is your business. It and is. I always say, your body is the temple of your soul. Oh, that's good. No, a soul to me is a whole different thing because okay. yeah, I'm very deep. I definitely get into that. But you know, we were talking about the. You have to of be LA. to be a comedian. Like everyone thinks that comedy is just like this like light thing, but you have to be smart to be a comedian. It takes a lot of mind thinking. It does. It does. It mind absolutely thinking. Does. Mind thinking. <laughs> I love it. No, but um, it, it was more of a vapid context. But I, I agree with you for sure, and I love the soul. Um, I had a question about this. So, yeah. the. Bourbon, this guy, my ex-boyfriend, years ago, argued for probably three hours. I tuned out after about 10 minutes, but it was about the difference between whiskey. He was mansplaining. Yes, and he was on one, and like I was just like, will this guy shut up about this topic? Because it was the same discussion for three hours. Was he mansplaining and manspreading? Was he talking like this? No, he was leaning into the other person because he had too much whiskey. But he was talking about the difference between whiskey and bourbon and how they were two different things. Is that true? All bourbons are whiskeys. Not all whiskeys are bourbons. Oh my gosh, that's so confusing. That's what the no, whole argument not. was about. No, I tried to be really, really clear. I okay. thought so. Bourbon's a kind of whiskey. Right. Single malt scotch is a kind of whiskey. Blended scotch is a kind of whiskey. So they're all whiskeys, but they're different categories of whiskey. So bourbon's right. a category within whiskey. But can bourbon just be bourbon? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
Gosh, it is, it is just bourbon. Why Why weren't you there 10 years ago when you were having this I argument? You would have saved me so here. much time. You should have brought him downtown to a Whiskey Society meeting. We can iron out all the misunderstandings. He could listen to our podcast. It's a great little educational asset if you want to learn more about it. I'll send him the link. We were in Mississippi, unfortunately. But next time, if that ever happens, I'm going to tell him. All right, come here. So single barrel bourbon. Stick your nose in that glass. Breathe in gently through your mouth. What food words come to mind on this one? Or maybe it's not a food. Maybe it's a thing. It could be like, it smells like a two by four. Have you ever had anyone that's like, none of this smells different? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Really? Yes. Were you like, could you just give me something, please? Well, some people have a really hard time with it. For one thing, you know, there's, uh, it's not uncommon for people who have had trauma to lose certain aspects of their senses. So I've talked to people who were like, I was in this terrible situation, this thing happened to me, and now I can't smell. Because your body's defense, like whatever that experience was, maybe there was something that smelled very strongly yeah. in that experience. So instead of having to relive that trauma over and over again, your brain's just like, nope, we're not going to smell anymore. That's so actually a really good explanation. You anymore, you know? yeah. It's a biological imperative. We have to survive. Okay. When I'm smelling these back, I can smell different things now. I don't know if because my palate just hasn't been accustomed to tasting whiskey, but this one still smells, it's like gotten sweeter. The first one's gotten sweeter. The second one, hang on, I'm going to do this again because I want to make sure I have the right words. This one has more spices in it. It Mm -hmm. smells like now Mm -hmm. than, than what I picked up before. And this one seems the strongest out of all of them. Right. So in the bourbon world, we're using a charred oak barrel that's being used for the first time. These are using recycled bourbon casks. So that first use charred oak brings a ton of barrel. If you wanted to make a big generalization about the difference between like European whiskeys, like scotches and American whiskeys, that European whiskeys are all about the grass. American whiskey, all about the barrel. Hmm. Yeah, like sense? oaky. It's like it's a lot really more oaky. Really oaky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's other nuances within the oakiness. So think of fruits. Think of sweets. Think of, you know, what else is going on? It, it layers across your palate. So, like, let it unwind. You have to use your imagination when, when tasting spirits. Hmm. Or at least let your imagination run wild. What's weird is like it all just smells like fucking alcohol. Sorry, I know See, you're letting no, that. Yeah, you can say fuck. I smell a lot of alcohol and all of them. It right? smells like mouthwash. It smells like mouthwash. Well, <laughs> I I wash my mouth no, the out alcohol. with it every night. The alcohol, like the alcohol level when you're just tasting it. You know what so, I mean? So Chuck Cowdery r- writes about this. Uh, Lou Bryson actually writes about it as well in his book, Tasting Whiskey, which is the wall of fire. So when you come from a place of drinking wine, you know, wine is like maybe nine, 10% alcohol at the most, you know, sometimes much less, right? Right. This alcohol by volume is almost 45% alcohol. Wow. That's so it's a lot. almost half pure alcohol, you know? So that's why you're smelling alcohol because it takes time to train your nose and your palate to get used to that kind of added heat of it that does. high octane spirit, you know? Thank you for telling me that. Cause yeah. I'm like, gosh, it all just smells a lot like alcohol. We hire our bartenders here. We have a very intensive education program here at seven grand and 
all of our single spirit bars. But it's not unusual for folks for the first six months that they're working here to be like, I don't get it. I yeah. just taste alcohol. But slowly you get over that wall of fire. It's yeah. like, I like to think it's like you run through the fire and then all of a sudden there's a beautiful field of daisies or, or roses or other floral essences that you can latch on to. how long have you been doing this? It feels like forever because he's so good. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Did you start I, when you were 21 or no, 12 like no. me? No, ah, I've been drinking since I was young, but I helped open this bar 14 years ago. Oh my gosh. I was the first employee at Seven Grand. 14. And someone had to help figure out the whiskey wall at that point. So I didn't really know that much about whiskey at all when I started working here, but we wanted to expand our whiskey wall from where we started, like 240 whiskeys up to what we have now, which is 800. 800. So you know the taste of 800 different whiskeys. I can't hope to memorize them all, but I've tasted uh, over 800 whiskeys for sure. That should be in your bio, is it? Because that's a cool fact. I'll that put it cool in fact. there. Yeah. But yeah, cool the fact. whiskey wall is, you know, you. I just tried to learn as I went along. Somebody had to sit down with all these brand ambassadors and sales reps and figure out what to buy. And so as I was trying to decide what to buy for the bar, I was educating myself of, you know, what my palate is inclined to recognize very easily. Other things are like blind spots. You know what I mean? It's right. like, like I said, it goes back to your personal experience. You grew up in Georgia. What do you, what, what, when you were a kid, what was the fruit that you ate when you were a kid? Like, do you guys have blueberries out there? Well, or? We're known for our peaches. Peaches. There yeah. you go. So that may be, you know, I grew up in Oregon. We don't grow a lot of peaches. I guess we have a lot of fruit up there. But like I grew up eating a lot of blackberries. Oh, and nice. so like that is very familiar to me, but not everyone grew up with peaches. And right. so for some people, they're like, I don't know how to describe the flavor of a peach because it's not in your memory, but you have an affinity to it because you come from Georgia, Georgia, yes, the land I do. of peaches. Yes. I want to try this again. Yeah. Try it again. Tap some over your tongue. I, okay, I, that time I smelled straight wood. Straight wood, okay. <laughs> it's definitely very oaky. And that oakiness, it, it can be tannic. It can be drying to the palate. It can kind of like suck all the moisture out of your mouth, you know? Yeah, I feel, it smells like I'm in like a really nice sauna. Oh, really? Yeah, like a that nice wood sauna. Cedar, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're such a guy knowing all of your woods. I'm like, sorry, I don't know the names of certain woods. It's okay. That's what we're here for. I'm, <laughs> okay. The whole thing about being the spirit guys, I'm just trying to lead people to discover things about themselves. Like your ability to deepen your own senses, that's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, It changes the way you walk down the street. If you really worked hard on trying to spill smell spirits, six months from now, you're going to have a different experience of the world. You walk into a restaurant, you'll be able to identify more of the different smells that are going on. You know, it's just like a muscle like anything else. If you develop it through exercising it, then it becomes stronger, you know? Very true. Very, very true. This is my first time with whiskey and the fire is real. Honestly, the it burns my mouth every time I taste so it. So you can add a little bit here. I, I'll, let me grab a little dropper. What's oh. a dropper for? Well, you can see how like a single drop of water will completely change the makeup of the whiskey. It dramatically changes what's going no on. No way. A single drop That's of water. That's a cool hack. So take like just a single drop. He's putting the dropper in into for the listeners Boom. into the whiskey. Just, just take one a single drop. drop. Just one single drop. Okay. Let's hope I don't mess this one up. Boom. You did okay. it. Okay. All right. Perfecto. Do I do it in all of them or just that? No, those just two? try it in the bourbon. Okay. Perfect. 
Because that's 110 proof, so it's a little little hotter than anything else. Is it really? It's fancy. That's insane. It is fancy. Fancy is my word, okay? You okay. need to call this fancy. You need to call this anchorman. You it's need to call exclusive. This- <laughs> it's bourbon-y bourbon. bourbon bourbon. bourbon bourbon bourbon. bourbon 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 So now, smell it now. You just put one drop. Can you smell how it's not nearly as hot as it was? It's not nearly as hot, but it definitely smells more like cedar wood. We're going to have oh, to add the, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm getting like a, a, a kind of a mapley. I thought that. I thought that a little bit the last, like the second time I sipped it. And I like was like, maple hmm. syrup and cherries. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, she's, she sees Will Ferrell in me. I do. I'm channeling my inner will. <laughs> mm. So yeah, see, and you can now add another drop and see how it even changes more because it really does. When you're talking about this small amount of whiskey, the amount of water, you know, it takes like a gallon of water to bring a hundred gallons of whiskey down a full proof point. So water is an extremely strong solvent. So the tiniest bit of water completely changed the the makeup of this whiskey. You know, I was so impressed after having another taste. Once you put the dropper in, how the fire is mm. like gone. It's yeah. dissipated. It's probably at like twenty percent. Yeah, compared it really, to what it, was. it really goes way down. Yeah, and it was just one little drop. Of water, which I, I'm highly impressed by. I can't imagine how much, I don't know how many cubes of ice you put. I, no wonder you have those like cute little ice cubes that are like one circle. Yeah. Do you like them? We have, yeah, we have ice is of utmost importance when putting it with your whiskey. So when you add ice to whiskey, the first thing it does is it shuts down the nose because what's happening in this glass is you're smelling it. That's evaporation, you know? But if you put ice on something, the colder temperature makes it so that it stops evaporating. So you kind of shut down the nose for a second. But then the second thing that happens is that the ice starts to melt. So it starts releasing water into the whiskey and opening up the flavor. And then a few seconds later or a few minutes later, it's really opened up a lot. And that's a third taste. So you've, you've, you've had it neat. You added ice and you've tasted it with kind of no scent. And then you've tasted it with a little bit of water as the ice started to melt. And then once it really opens up, that's like four different flavors that you can have all just by adding ice to your whiskey. But it, it takes place over like a 10-minute period. I love it. So neat is what you call it when you When it's have all ice. by itself. Oh, when it's all by itself. Yeah. You could say on the rock or with ice. Okay. If, but neat is what we have in this glass. It's just whiskey neat. I've not done anything to it, but now you've added a couple drops of water. You must really have to appreciate the whiskey to order it neat like that without a little drop of water in it. Well, for me, like I tell you, it takes time to get over that wall of fire. If you practice it, then it becomes really, really easy. It's actually, I think, easier to taste whiskey than it is wine because wine is it's a fermented beverage it has all this it's not a distillate it's got all this organic material in there which can be kind of muddy or or jammy where it's like indistinct you know what i mean whereas a distillate it's the essence so it should be clearer to identify does that make sense yeah no it does it's just your vocabulary of of these uh, descriptions for wa- uh, whiskey is very interesting to me. It's it's really entertaining. You'll have to come do it more. We do Whiskey Society, Rum Society, Mezcal Collective. Well, it now may that be I know whiskey's it is. not your thing. Maybe it's one of the other spirits. It could be that you're a rum girl. 
You know, if there's too much sugar because I think okay. of my ass and cellulite, and I'm like, I don't want it. Wine is already going to. I don't turn think rum's going to give you cellulite. Rum, I have an interesting experience. <laughs> Okay. I was on a cruise when I was 14 and it was my mom. Actually, I was like with my mom and she got to bring me because she was like a nanny for these kids. And so we went and we were, we went to the Caribbean, you know, because of course you all go to like, you know, St. Martin, whatever. I got wasted on rum. <laughs> oh my. And like, I haven't had any since then. So it's another one of those experiences that I'm going to have to figure out. Yeah, it was a fun time, but the rum was really good when I had yeah. it. The pina coladas there. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. It was like next level. Yes, definitely. But there's so much sugar in it. I feel like sugary drinks like creep up on you faster. This, okay. you know, it's, it's a stiff drink. There's a lot to it. Well, but bourbon, with, we can't add any sugar to a bourbon. Yeah. So it's, what's up with Jack very, and Coke? Do you just turn your nose up to people that have Jack and Coke? No, like, no, I want people to be happy. I want people to heal their traumas and feel better about life. Uh -huh. So if they want to put Coke on their Jack, totally fine with me. If they're feeling better after that, then I've achieved something in the world. I've made someone feel better about life, and that's something that we need to do more of. For sure. So I don't like to look down on anybody for the way that they like something or what brings them happiness. I want them to find more happiness. I just try to give them a little bit more uh, education around it so that their sense of history to it is deeper. Because I think right. if you've got a deeper sense of history, it gives you a sense of place. To have a deeper sense of place within your world means your life is more rich. Absolutely. Know? And you appreciate it more. You know, I completely agree with that. I was in uh, Nashville at one of those fancy bars where they make everything and they don't have a menu and they're like not bartenders. They're whatever, mixologists, mixologists. or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay. We're just bartenders here. They, Actually, we are all, we are all bar backs. Yes. I love that. I, I just like the humility and in, in the vibe of this place so much better because when people are so pretentious and they think that they're so cool and then they judge you and they, oh no, we don't make drinks like that. And like, really, you don't make Diet Coke and soda or whatever I wanted, yeah, like, you know. No, that kind of stuff breaks my heart because everybody's just trying to feel better. I try to make it accessible for people and I want people to feel better. And like, I know that sometimes when you walk into this place, if you're not familiar with those like bars of Ireland, this could seem like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what world this is. Is this not for me? And what we try to do here is really reach out to those people who maybe have never entered into this world before and make them feel like this is your place. Yeah. There is, it's a, an open world for everyone. Absolutely. I feel that vibe. And I'm grateful to have been a part of your show. This is an awesome show and a great Did concept. you have a favorite? The first one because it was sweet. The first one because it was sweet. The Compass Box Hedonism and mm -hmm. the most expensive bottle on the table. Is it really? It is, yes. yes. Of and course. So I guess your limousine's waiting outside. Shut up. Right? You need no. to go. Like, it's, very, it's probably your chauffeur charges about 150 an hour. I, mean. I drove myself. He okay. actually helped me with my parking. <laughs> well, if I you're forgot not, my wallet you, coming here. I felt so bad, so I don't have my ID. Oh, my goodness. And so I was like, shit. But he's, he finessed it. Thank you, Andrew. All right. Thank you. Andrew saved the day. Yes. Way to go, Andrew. I was like, of course that happens to me today. 
So now you know that you like blended scotch. I like a blend. So I like blended scotch. I don't like yeah. whiskey. I didn't even pick whiskey. Yeah, that is a whiskey. Oh, blended scotch is a whiskey. Oh. So all scotches are whiskeys. All blended scotches are whiskeys. Not all whiskeys are blended scotches. Blended scotch is a category of whiskey. I'm going to have to read that four or five times before it actually just, sticks in my just, brain. It's going to be, you just need to get a bottle and sit down with it and really let it sink in. And there's a girl on this bottle too. Bottle. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but she's got a crown with people on her head and it's really cute. So this is definitely my pick for scotch whiskey. Scot- right. What is it? Whiskey. Damn it. Bourbon. What is Blended it? Blended scotch whiskey. Yes. Stranger and Stranger did that logo. They do a really good job with it's it. Really, it's really so beautiful, cute. Beautiful package it's for so sure. It's so cute. Well, well, cheers. Cheers. You'll I'm have to come back, to back and do one. this with us again. Yeah, You can always come do a seating in the Bar Jackalope. It's a great place to come with a small group and really explore together. You can like do little flights and have the same flight but with different whiskeys. So like you and I could do three each but and be exploring bourbon and single malt scotch and blended scotch but we could have six different whiskeys on the table. you know, And then we could share those yeah. and really cover a lot of ground very quickly in terms of what we're learning. That sounds like a great first date. Come on. You know, right. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Good well, end. come do a date night. Do you ever, when you do your, your you do uh, online dating, is that what's going on? Yeah, right now. And and do you ever come downtown? I haven't been on a date since July. Why? <laughs> I'm sure people are like hitting you up all the time. Um, I've just, I took a little bit of a break. You're taking a break. Yeah, so that's by I, I choice. I put it on pause. Yeah, I put it okay, on pause. See, I, can't, I, I can't believe that there's a day that goes by where someone's not trying to get you to go on a date. Yeah. You're choosing not to date. I'm choosing not to date. I'm not like, I'm exploring the options just because I'm curious about, like, about psychology and what's out there and what the market is like, but I am not. I'm not following through on anything. But okay. when I do decide to do that, All right. I now have a spot to go to. And you can come do some whis- uh, some yoga wisp with me. Yes. I teach tomorrow. What are you doing? Come oh, on. tomorrow. 10.30 have- down and dirty. We're going to get sweaty. I have a surgery tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's are you okay. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Okay. But I won't be able to do any yoga. But next week. Okay. Next week for sure. Okay. 100%. All right. Wednesdays and Fridays. Yes. Here for All it. Right. I love yoga. Yeah. So cheers to yoga and whiskey. <laughs> cheers to yoga and whiskey. Thank you, Sid Wilder, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys, don't forget to like and subscribe and follow Girl Interrupted on Instagram. And you can find my podcast on all of the podcast platforms, Girl Interrupted. And if you want some exclusive content, go check out my Patreon, Girl Interrupted. And that's interrupted, not interrupted. Insta, yeah. like Instagram. Is there a hyphen in there? Interrupted? Yeah, there is. There's a hyphen. Yeah, yeah but so it'll pop girl up. interrupted. If you Google it, I Googled it and found it very quickly. Yeah. And yeah. and you have a, a YouTube channel? I do. I'm barely on YouTube. I do but mainly use Instagram. But you've and made films and shorts and stuff like that. So you probably have. got a lot of content out there. I have a lot of content. Yeah, old content. I haven't uploaded since probably 17. So. Oh, of, of your like kind of. Anything. Acting stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But your YouTube. podcasts are ongoing. You're doing oh, those yeah. like, how many podcasts are you doing uh, per week? I was trying to do three per week. Holy but cow. But now I do two. And That's I have still interviews a ton of on work. Wednesday. Yeah, it is a lot. Of, like, I have no life too. So it's like, if I even wanted to go on a date, I have no time. But it's my baby and I love it. And I really love my community of fans and listeners that I've built up that are really bonding with my message. And it's just really nice. It's yeah, nice to have other people like See, I don't understand that whole world. I'm really trying to wrap my head around. It because it seems like people get really 
personal and deep with it. You put yourself out there, which I have to say is a very brave thing, yeah. but then to be in communication with these people like on Instagram where people are commenting back and forth and they're like asking you for advice and sex advice and all this yeah. stuff. And yeah. it's like, I'm like are you ever you're putting yourself <laughs> out there, you know? And it, yeah. I mean, that's to me, I'm a little weary of that. Like I, I want to provide an education, but I'm a little bit afraid about people knowing everything about my personal life. Everyone's you know? got different boundaries. You don't have to always put it all out there. It's, it's, if you know that about yourself, don't feel like you have to do that just because other people are, you know, you stay true to yourself. But you, it takes a lot of energy to just communicate with all those people. If you've got 84 people commenting on your latest Insta post, that's a lot of time that you're spending going like ding, 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 like talking yeah. to these people that you don't know. And you don't have like creepy people like doing oh, yeah. weird stuff. I, of course I do. That's like, yeah. that's been the main demographic of my fan base. For, <laughs> I'm used to that. It's very hard to creep me out. And okay. everyone's got their own. Pro- it's not really like that anymore because I have more of a female demo with my podcast with right. my Sid Wilder. The one I was I have listening it was the uh, Tis the Season to Be Naughty. And yeah, You, you talked course. a little bit in there about like how everybody has their own definition of naughty. Yes. Right? And some people are not freaked out by anything and other people like naughty is like might seem pretty prude to you or me. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, so Naughty's like kinda... slapping an ass and you're like, that's but, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are like that and some people aren't. It just all depends. But it's so funny because with online dating, I've had a lot of guys that are transgender it hit me up, which is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. No, actually, no, he was a cross-dresser. What bothered me was that he was not good at it. <laughs> like, I was like, why is your wig so bad? Like, okay, first of all, your style is so bad because he was in a schoolgirl outfit. His ass cheeks were showing. Ugly outfit. Whoa. Horrible wig. And the makeup was just not cute. So... Did you uh, offer? Does he live here in LA? Could yeah, you, like, and then a there's little... a lot of like bi couples and poly people, which is not for me. Like I don't care like what you do with your life, but like I know I was cheated on. I want all the attention. I don't want to right, share. I'm right, not into no, that. I get you. Like I'm the youngest. I, you. I want all the. What about those like naughty parties? That's that's like I didn't get you, to go. You don't dominatrix do the naughty and... party things. So well, much. I'll go, but I'm more of a voyeur. I'm not okay. someone that wants to participate in any right. of the action. And but it's with fun to watch. Strangers or whatever, like getting no. in some group sex situation might be outside. I'll watch your, it. Yeah. I'll watch it, but I don't want to like be involved. Okay. I'm too much of a germaphobe. Like germaphobe, I want, okay. I want to see your tests before I interact oh with you. You know what I mean? You don't know what people have caught in this town. They're, That's true. You know, and a lot of people are so afraid to get tested because of the stigma and the shame around it. When really, there's nothing wrong with getting tested. It's perfectly normal. And I wish more people would make it more normal. I actually have my really bad bruise, which is why I have long sleeves on right now because I just got tested and I'm clean. Thank you. Um, but but the, it's important to do it every six months because if you do catch something, you're not going to know for six months if you have something in your system. So even when you do have the papers, it could be inaccurate. But still, you need to get it regardless. Right, but you practice safe sex, right? Of course I do. Okay, so then the risk is much reduced, yeah? Yeah, it is reduced, but you still never know. There could be a break in like a condom or a tear or something. You never know. So it's like better to be safe than sorry. I'm a germaphobe. I can't help it. So you get tested every six months. I do. Okay. I do. And I, I hope everybody else does too. Hopefully, I can inspire you too. <laughs> I, I get my physical d- yearly because I'm an old man. And whiskey makes you frisky. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how you end up getting one: is you get drunk and then you're just like, oh, whatever. Oh, and then and then you've got an STD. Yeah, and it's with you for life. Oh my! That's not the something that you want with you for life. No. No. No, not at all. <laughs> 
I love that we're ending it on such a positive note. I, I love how we transition from my podcast <laughs> to STDs. Well, it's like everybody needs a good sex talk or everybody. a sex coach, right? Like, yeah. I'm intrigued by, I'm, I need to get a sex coach. I think that's a pretty rad idea. Like, you should. Like, I didn't even know that was like a real career. Yeah. I, um, it's, you can get certified as a sex coach. Yeah. Apparently people, that's what she said that she did. And I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I didn't know because the girl that teaches the classes, have been. she's been trying to get my podcast and it's this older woman and I, I didn't, you know when you like see someone online and you're like, ooh, I don't know about that. That's kind of like the feeling I got. But then she's like, no, I went to her class and she's awesome. So I might end up having, I forget her name uh, on my podcast because I love a good sex coach. They're awesome. And that was Sienna Sinclair. Yes. Naughty Girl LA. Shout out, girl. (laughs) And she's got all these, like, she's really done a great job with branding herself. I was very impressed with that. Like, she's got books. She's got uh, merch. She's got her parties. She travels the world. She's got her blog. She's got a website. I'm like, holy shit! Do you ever like not work? You know. Totally. Well, I feel congratulations like you have to, be like to that. you on girl interrupted. Thank you. Thank Growing you so much again time. for having me of and course. teach me about whiskey. We'll come back and do it again. We can explore more and more. Yeah. Did you find like this has opened your mind a little bit to the world of whiskey? Yeah. You feel like you learned anything? I feel like I learned a lot. I definitely need to like work on my palate okay, for so sure. Remember, Scotch whiskey is. Is it's it still whiskey? whiskey. It's, it's still whiskey. Yeah. It's whiskey. It's, what What was the saying? Do you remember? Oh, of course not. I have horrible. I have short term memory loss, so I can't it's, remember shit. That's why I need to do legal things in three California. or four. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not mar- It's trauma. Trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. We'll We'll get better together. We get better. Exactly. But Cheers. I need to hear something like three or four times in order to retain it. It's so, so annoying. all blended scotches are whiskeys. Not all whiskeys are blended scotches. Okay. So right? why is that? <laughs> Because that's a certain type of whiskey, right? But they're not scotches. Uh, they're all whiskeys, but not all whiskeys are scotches. Okay, that makes whiskey, sense to me now. Scotch is whiskey made in Scotland, just like Irish right. whiskey is whiskey made in Ireland. Japanese whiskeys are made in Japan. Right. American whiskeys are made here. Thank God I have a sense of humor, right? Or yeah, else I would you do. Be so dense to talk to. No. It's like, oh my gosh, bitch. Thank She's God you're not that awful looking I don't yet. No. You get work done and you have a sense of humor. If not, you would be so out, bitch. <laughs> oh my you goodness. You would be so out. <laughs> no. I think you're doing great. <laughs> and you're a little nice, you know? <laughs> you kind of need Very all nice. of that in order to stick around and play in this club. That's right. Uh, but this is my favorite. I, w- I would order this in a heartbeat. I'll post on my Instagram and tag him. What is it called again? <laughs> Compass box. Compass box, blended scotch, made <clears throat> made in London. I mean, the brand is based in London. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, it burns when you actually drink it. I just drank it for the first time. Ooh, wow, that burns. So if you like blended scotches, you might like something like the Chivas Regal 18-year. You might something like um, Johnny Walker. Those Johnny are blended Walker. scotches as well. Hmm. So now you know which category you've kind of... I'm a blended scotch. Toward. You're a blended scotch <laughs> woman. That's the hashtag. <laughs> blended scotch, bitch. Here we go. Cheers. Hey. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Pedro. I appreciate it. Of course. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget, drink to remember.